All right, welcome to Bartender Journey, podcast number two. We're excited, number two, we're going to keep plugging away, and we had a little action on Twitter. We were excited to get a retweet from John Taffer, so that was exciting. Yes, and uh, Michelle Gutierrez, an MMA fighter and bartender, so professional MMA fighter, I may add. Wow, so that that was that was cool. Kick so ass. we're just trying to uh, get the word out there any way we can. You guys, if you dig the show, uh, we'd, we'd appreciate hearing from you. Maybe if you could tweet for us and tell your friends, people you work with, because we're really looking to build this thing up and make something out of it. And uh, if you got something to say, if you got a tip to share or feedback for us or anything you want, you can uh, get a hold of us a couple ways. Uh, we're on Twitter. I'm BarKeepTips. That's all, no spaces or anything. So it's B-A-R-K-E-E-P-T-I-P-S. That's on Twitter. And uh, this is Vince, by the way. We didn't introduce yeah. ourselves. <laughs> and then my um, email, vince.bartender at gmail.com. So you can uh, write us, even if you got to, you can record yourself and we'll put it in the show. Any, whatever you want. We'll, uh, we'll work it out. And uh, Vano, why don't you give your... Hey, everyone. What's up? Uh, you can reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano, capital V-A-N-C-E, capital V-A-N-O. And you can also reach me at bartender2222 at gmail.com. Four twos. That always confuses me, your, yeah. your email address. Yeah, 22 <laughs> is uh, my lucky number. 22, 20. So you doubled 20. it up. That's it. <laughs> awesome. Go big, go home. Well, uh, if you remember from podcast number one, I was just about to leave for Vegas uh, then for the following day. And I did do that. And I'm back now and had a, had a great time. I recorded uh, some little reports the next day in the morning, you know, I would go out at night and check out some bars and bartenders and stuff like that. So the next morning in the hotel, I just got this little portable audio recorder that I uh, that I ran. So why don't, why don't we listen to that first one, and then we'll talk about it. All right, Vince here. I'm in Las Vegas. As I said on the previous podcast, I came out here to meet a buddy who's not arrived yet. Actually, I have two days on my own before he gets here so I've just been kind of wandering around trying to entertain myself I'm not a big gambler so I went out to some bars to check them out and last night I went to a place called Knob Hill Tavern I just kind of like the name for one thing and it looked like a comfortable place to go in and uh, so I sat at the bar and started talking to the bartenders there there was several bartenders the kind of place where they they kind of wear these professional almost like a chef's jacket looking kind of thing that the bartenders wear so it was you know it was an upscale restaurant um but casual too at the bar especially so um i started talking to the bartender there he was a fairly young guy i said uh so but he, he seemed very professional um so i said uh, how long you been bartending he said today's my first day <laughs> so i was like wow you're, you're good he says yeah well they make you bar back for a long time anyway yeah, I had a good time there, and uh, they made good drinks. It was an interesting place. They had the bottles. It almost looked like in library shelves, and and it was, it was kind of cool. Um, of course, I, I should I probably should have tried some kind of fancy drink, but I didn't. I stuck with my basic Stoli and tonic or Stoli and soda. I go back and forth between those two. But it was a cool place, and I ordered some pate, which was delicious, and just struck up a conversation with the bartenders and the other people in the place, so... Had a good time, and then I wandered out of there and found some other bars. But that that's the one that stuck in my memory, that place, because uh, it, it was fun. I had a good time there. All right, that's the end of the report from first day in Vegas uh, on this trip. All right, so Vegas was, was great. I had a good time. Uh, like I said, a couple days there on my own, just wandering around, exploring different bars. 
And um, what do you think? That was funny. Huh? That was the guy's first day. How long was he there barbacking? He said he was barbacking for like a couple of years. He said. Oh wow! Yeah. Nice. So uh, they, I think, I got the feeling a lot. They make a lot of people do that, um, and and it's a great way to learn. You know, don't get me wrong; it's a great way to learn. But uh, I think people listen if you're just getting started. A great way to to get started is bar in bartending. Hang around a bar that you like. Get to know the people and offer to bar back for nothing for yep. let's say, but I would set a limit on it. Say like I'll bar back for you for free for a week or or a weekend or something, you know, like that. This way you're getting behind the bar, you're getting experience if you've never done it before. And uh, well, yeah, a week or maybe you can even go as far as four, you know, because there's a lot to learn. And yeah, but I mean, whatever. I'm just saying, you yeah, know, set, don't make it like indefinite. I'll yeah, bar back for you no. for free. You know, I'm, what forever? <laughs> okay, yeah. you're gonna be Every stuck. Saturday, yeah, you're gonna be stuck. <laughs> so uh, if you set a limit on it, and then after that, and, and I think if you get behind the bar and you you make yourself useful to the bartender, even though you're not getting shift pay or anything, the bartender's gonna he's gonna hook you up. You know, the bartenders. If you take care of the bartenders, they're gonna take care of you. You'll make a little money, and you'll get some knowledge out of it. It's a, it's a great way to to get your feet wet in this business if if that's the stage you're at. Yeah. Vegas always impresses me. I've been to Vegas three times, and they appreciate the tip, and they expect a tip out there. So, I mean, when you go to a bar or, you know, a restaurant, they make it like an memorable experience. You know, I just, I like that. Versus, you know, New York, New Jersey's like that, but it's just, they they bring it to another level. Yeah, well, it's all about hotels and restaurants out there and, and bars and casinos. That's, that's the whole city is based around that business, and they have a lot of competition yeah. you walk around the casinos and there's probably 10 bars easily in every casino and they're generally not owned by the hotel they're rented out to uh, other businesses so these are each individual businesses trying to entice the guests to come in so they yeah they have to do something special so uh yeah i have another report here and um i had a real good time in another bar so let's listen to this other one all right vince here Second report from Vegas. My buddy's coming in in just about an hour. So, uh, again, yesterday I was on my own. It was a football playoff day. So uh, I was wandering around looking for a good bar to hang out at and watch the game. So I went past so many different places. Walking through the casinos, of course, you can see the bar. You don't have to physically go into the place. You can kind of get a sense of what what it's like just by walking around. And... um, Boy, there, there were so many bars that I just did not feel welcome. I didn't see, it didn't seem like people were having a good time. I walked by so many different places, and um, I sat down. And I finally sat down in one place. I was starving, looking for something to eat. I, I must have sat there. I swear, I must have sat there for ten minutes. And there, there's four bartenders there. Not one of them looked at me, said hello. Never mind, said hello. Didn't even look at me. I finally got up and left. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It, and it wasn't crazy busy. I was busy, but I mean, you know, it wasn't like a nightclub where they they are working constantly. Anyway, uh, so I walked around and walked around, and I I walked past this one place. It was Gordon Ramsay's Pub and Grill, and I said, "Those bartenders look like they're having a good time. That's where I want to be." So I went in there, sat down, and talked to this one bartender for a long time. He's a great guy named Matt. Great bartender. Everybody was having a good time in there. The, the guests, the bartenders having a great time. And this is something we, we talk about sometimes. If, if you just 
go up and start talking to a bartender. You can get a lot of information. And if you're just learning or you want to be a bartender, you go up and you tip the guy well, ask him questions. What are you making? What What is that? You know, what is that bottle? I, never, I don't recognize it. And you know, before you knew it, he, he was making some fancy cocktail for somebody. And I just said, well, what are you making there? And, uh, of course, what will always happen, always, 90% of the time, what will happen in that situation, the bartender is proud of what he's making. And he'll make a little extra in his shaker. And he'll give it to you for nothing. So he, he, it must have been close to half a half a drink there. That was it was a, probably an eighteen dollar cocktail or something, and uh, he just he just uh, said, yeah, this is this is what's in it, and this is how you make it, and here taste it, and it was it was good. It was it was scotch, it was a good scotch too, and it was um, it, it was lemon and sugar, so like a sour mix, and. Uh, if you don't have sour mix on your soda gun, that's the real way you're supposed to make it is sugar, lemon, and egg white to make it foamy. And um, what else was, oh, you know what else was in it? Slow gin. And I said, that sounds like it's going to be sweet. And he said, no, you'd be surprised. So it, it was actually really good. I, I can't remember what they called it. Um, but I hung out there for a long time, started talking to some people, watching the game, of course, and started talking to some guys. Turns out one of them, you know, grew up not too far away from me and um, had a great time there. And so I left there, and since this is sort of a bar fact-finding tour, I decided I wanted to check out the uh, Coyote Ugly Bar, which I had a feeling was going to be corny, and it was it was corny. It was. But uh, that's inside the New York, New York Hotel. And yeah, it was fun, I guess, but it was kind of corny. I, I met some cool people there, so I had, I, I had a good time, but it was kind of silly. Anyway, that's the end of this report. Day two from Vegas. So what do you think? That's that's a good method, isn't it? You go talk to the bartender, and yeah. whether you're an experienced bartender or not, and you just want to learn, it's, it's a great way to, to meet people, make connections, and, and learn stuff, don't you think? Oh, the, be- the best advice I got from uh, when I started out was from bartenders. I got my first gig in a nightclub from taking advice of a bartender. I mean, you tip them, you got to tip. Yeah. And you tell them, hey, listen, I'm starting out, I'm memorizing the drinks, and uh, what right. advice can you give me? Because when you when you first start out, you may like, what's what's triple sec? What's vermouth? Yeah. You know, you may or how do you, how's an old fashioned made? What does that mean when you muddle the fruit? Mm-hmm. You can questions like that. You just ask the yeah. bartender, and you're tipping them or her, and they're gonna be like, you know what? Here, I'll show you. And yeah. you learn, and people they they like that, and it could give you it can even create you a job. Where hey, you know what? We're looking for like I said, a bar back and. I think that's great. And, you know, you talk about Vegas. I, I was in Vegas in September, and I went to the Hooters Hotel to do a little gambling. And uh, I was talking to one of the bartenders, and uh, I told her, I said, listen, you know, I want to put out this thing with this guy from New York about, like, uh, tips time bartend. And I go, what advice would you, if you could give someone one piece of advice for bartending, mm-hmm. what would it be? And uh, she looked at me, and she was smiling. She looked, and she got real serious. She's like, you got to have thick skin. Uh-huh. She goes, I've been called every name in the book. <laughs> She goes. That's and you just need it to survive. You know, it's yeah. a tough. It's a tough business. It's great, but you got to be. And, it's, and it's, durable. I think probably especially if you're female. Because yeah, sure. I mean, you a lot of angry drunks. Comfortable with people staring at you. Let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what's gonna happen. Sure. But it's yeah, having thick skin is 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 good, and but having confidence is is key, which they go together kind of. But having confidence behind the bar, being in control of your bar. Not just in control and make sure people don't get drunk. I mean, it's just like you want people to know that 
It's your bar. It's not their bar. They're they're visiting. Drinking is a privilege. You remember that. You want them to have a good time, but you're you're a guest in my in my place. You know, while I'm behind the bar, it's it's my fucking bar. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And Vince, you talk about confidence. Yeah. Like when I started out, I had confidence. But really, I had no fucking business being confident. Yeah. Like I, I well, sometimes you just got to put it on or put it But the point is you have to believe in yourself because right. if you don't, if you go into something and you doubt yourself, you're yeah. outnumbered. Yeah. But like I said, I, I took advice from a bartender mm-hmm. when I was starting out and she gave me advice to get a gig and I landed a gig in a nightclub mm-hmm. and I got the job in a nightclub and I did terrible. <laughs> but what got me in there was my confidence in myself. And they recognized that and they, they kept me on. And I, I learned, I cut my teeth bartending in a nightclub. It right. took a, you know, a long time, but I mean, taking advice and stuff. So, I mean, and you talk about confidence. You have to believe in yourself because it's a rough road and you're going to have to, uh, you know, go with the ups and downs yeah, of it. Definitely. All right, so you got some notes here of stuff to talk about. What's first? Let's go right into it, man. Like the, the rush of, of working a crowd. And we worked many gigs where it's like you, I, you and I, and someone else, and it's like three hundred and fifty people. Yeah, the bar's fucking packed. Yeah, money's you're making money. Yeah. everything's flowing. Yeah, and it just, it just, it does a total synergy, and it just right, and it just, it's amazing, and it just, it's just what that rush is amazing. Yeah, right? it's fun. But you talked about being prepared too, and and when you're in that yeah. situation, you got to be prepared because if, if you don't have enough stock. If you're running out of stuff left and right, that synergy is not going to happen because yeah. you're going to be off your game and going to run it. Now somebody's got it. Maybe you don't have a bar back or maybe the bar back's already doing something. And if, if you're not, if you don't have everything you need prepared, you're going to be screwed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you run out of ice, what are you going to do? You, you got to stop and get more ice yeah. if you don't have somebody to get it for you. Anticipate. That's what a bartender uh, used to say. Yeah, Anticipate. Anticipation. Anticipate. Anticipate what you'll need. Anticipate what the guest's needs are. That's a good word. Anticipate. Being organized. I mean, for me, when I st- you know when I set up, I, all my wines are open. Yeah. Whites, reds, have that. The champagne. And everything's always in the same place. Yeah. Well, so you're not thinking about you know like your hand is reaching for that bottle. Yep. The, and you know where it is. You're, you're not. You're thinking about something completely different. Yep. But your hand is reaching for that bottle because you know where it is already. Yep. And then the juices, backup juices. Yep. Fruit. Everything is nearby. Place. I know where everything is in my section. Yeah. Where I don't have to bother any other bartender. Yeah. I'm ready to rock it out. Guest comes up. Boom, boom. I told you about this once before. I, I have this method where I try to, I try to keep one foot on the ground and pivot. So whatever I need, whatever James I need, Brown, <laughs> well, whatever I need needs to be within that reach. You know what I'm saying? So and then, so I have that one foot down. Dance moves behind. And me. I reach, <laughs> I reach behind me for. You got your speed rack in front of you, but behind you are, are most of your bottles are behind you. So you go for that one bottle. You know where it is. You pivot. You come back, and now. You're already set up to start pouring that drink. Like the, the bottle is starting to turn yeah. as I'm on my way to the glass because I know exactly where it is. No. You know what I mean? That's dope. People and, see that shit. They're like, whoa. And it look, yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks smooth. It looks like you're in control again, or it looks like you know what you're doing. And it's 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 a little bit of theater too. Sometimes I make I make a Cosmo in a weird way. I, I ice up the glass, and then I make it. In our the highball glasses we have, you know, yeah. if, like if you put if you pack that full of ice, fill it to the top, and then I I stir it in the glass, and people are like, what is he doing? It's supposed to be in the martini glass, but the martini glass has ice in it, but there's no ice in the drink, and then but it's like so perfectly proportioned yep. that it fits exactly in that martini glass. 
without <laughs> without the ice, you know. Yep. So like, uh, and then you know, so I'm I'm going this, I'm shaking, I'm stirring, I'm doing this, and then the last thing I do, dump the ice real quick, put that martini glass in front of the person, and whoosh, I pour it real. You can pour it really quick because I already know it's exactly perfectly yeah. proportioned. You know, so you know how sometimes if you're you're not sure how much is in your shaker, you got to kind of go easy because you don't want to overfill it. <laughs> so <laughs> I already know it's perfect. This one lady says. Wow, you are very good at what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, you talk about the theater. I, I, I with me, like, I over exaggerate the shaking of the shake. Like, yeah. I, oh, I yeah, do everything with me. Is, I have three shakers. So, you know, one shaker for the, the Cosmos, Apple Martinis, one shaker for milk, and one shaker for like um, just regular martinis. And uh, making a Cosmo or um, Apple Martini, just shaking that shit. And people, you know, they, they go crazy. And then the, the, yeah. the end of the uh, shaker gets frosted. Yeah. And you know, it just and that it makes sound it makes a good noise. Yeah. They like that. I mean, for me, that's where I make my money. Yeah, you know. Well, this is something I had. I made notes somewhere to, to talk about this, but we may as well talk about it now. We, the person is experiencing this whole event. The guest is with all five senses. If you think about it, sight. The first thing would they look? They look. Everything's neat. Everything's in place. The place looks nice. You know, lighting and all that kind of stuff is not our not our responsibility not our thing but that's part of it what they see when they first walk in what else smell you don't want it to smell bad you know yeah. <laughs> so what, what else sight Candles. oh i already said sight what are the other you're gonna touch the drink so yeah. it's got to be you want it to be cold you sure. want the glass to be clean what what, what, what senses am i forgetting this five <laughs> yeah, yeah hearing you're seeing, hearing so the yeah. shake shaking yeah. the drink that's part that's part of the experience that's sound. The it's too. just like it's, percussive yeah, yeah it's hypnotic, cool. man and then what's the let uh Oh, taste, of course, which is the most important, I guess, or maybe not, because that's the last of the five they're going to get to. But no, I, you're right. You're right. It's the whole, like, the experience, like, you know, like, it's whole experience. When, how we, like, where we work, you know, and you set the bar up with, like, candles, and then you fan out cocktail napkins. Mm -hmm. Guests come in, they're like, oh, wow, look at this. It brings out that nice vibe, where, you know, the nice candles, and there's, it like, a balance. Uh -huh. It's like an art piece. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying about, you know, how important it is to be organized, and so everything flows... I don't know about you, but like I group like liquors that I use a lot, like um, right. the, like the triple sec, sure. the, the Kahlua, amaretto, like Kahlua and amaretto together. Yep, yep. and then uh, the vermouths. I just see That's, where they yeah. are. Right, and then the lime juice, grenadine. I keep together. Uh huh. And just because I, you know, for me that's how I work, and yeah, I kind of like when you go to a place. I mean, but this is something that you you learn as you go. So I don't really don't want to beat this, but like for me, if I'm in a new place. I kind of see where everything's at, like where they keep, you know, the yeah. vodka. Because every, every, you know, every bar has it the way they and structure there's, it And there's some, some things you can move around to suit yourself. Just make sure and you put it back. Yeah. I learned at the hard way where I yeah. put it back and then yeah. you put a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. But I think most people set up their speed rack similarly, but you want to make sure it's the way you expect it to be. And you do, like I said before, do it the same every time. Don't. A lot of it, and, and a lot of this podcast is, we're going to really just review, it's back to basics. It's just, you know... You got to keep on trucking, but it's it's these core principles that will uh, get you in the mix of, of bartending. You know, it's important. And another thing about organization, it's easy to set up your bar perfect in the beginning. Then you get really busy, and things start getting out of place, out of control. I, I don't do that, man. I want I want everything exactly the same. If it takes me an extra half a second to put that bottle back where it belongs, even though I'm busy. I'm doing it because the next time I need that bottle, it'll take me 10 seconds to find it if it's not where I expect it to be. Yeah. So some people, you know, even some people we work with, when it's busy, like the bar, the bar's a wreck. Yeah. And and if you have to go over there and help them or whatever, you're like, I can't work here. I don't know where anything is. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, I saw somebody describe it as the perfect world. 
you want your your bar to be set up as the perfect world in the beginning and all through the night no matter how busy you are it should be the same and you know that includes wiping down the bar when it gets when it gets wet and, and sticky no. you don't want that and you should but, always be moving if you're not serving anyone, your your space. That's why you always have a bar rag. You clean. You know, I, uh, I learned that. You know, owners always want to see you busy, but you know, you gotta always be. You know, just oh, inertia. You gotta just keep right moving. inertia. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep moving. Yep. Because that's the bottom line. But you know, you talk about um, for me. You know, I told you I like. I always bring three shakers. I bring a can opener. I bring a wine key, uh, pen, matches, a notepad. And I gotta tell you something on a personal note. If you're an experienced bartender and you show up. You don't have a shaker. You don't have a wine key. Yeah. You know, get with the fucking program, man. Yeah, yeah. You can't rely on... I mean, honestly, on, then you, you you're coming to me and you're disrupting my chi yeah. while I'm rocking out with a crowd. I got to give you a shaker. I got to give you a, a bottle opener. Come yeah. prepared, especially if you're, you've been doing this for a while. And then, and then and now you need your tool that you don't... And now you don't and have I, your own tool yeah, now. Yeah. I know. And you can't rely on the house or anybody no, you, for, I mean, any, for any of that stuff. You go, you you go prepared. You, if, yeah. uh, you go to an establishment and they see that you, I, like we bring a, like a backpack. Yeah. I got a muddler. I got everything yeah. on my own. But the only thing that's, that I find that it gets tough is people want to borrow one of the shakers. And it's like, you know, you don't want to be rude. But it kind of sets you back. So now I have four shakers anticipating. Well, people get, oh, <laughs> one someone's going to one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like you bring two pens because, you know, you're going to lose one. Yeah. In the course of the night. But I've been in this situation. I need to borrow something, whatever it is. You know, maybe it's a bottle that yeah. I ran out of or something. And you go to bed and, and you get a you get a look from the other bartenders, man, when you take the, their stuff. Oh, you, you don't know? put it back. Uh, I've been wait, like, where's my cranberry juice? Like that one guy, I won't name his name. He takes the fucking cranberry juice, and then I come back, and it's like I'm playing yeah. like the hunting game. Okay, where is it? And then I got you know like three cosmos. I gotta make. I have no cranberry juice. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want to be on either side of that equation where you're lending stuff out or you're the one borrowing stuff. Yeah. What about? Uh, let me ask you something because I mean I worked with you many gigs and we killed it and we made we made loot. I mean we're not bullshitting people. This is not something that I I just. You know, so said, let's do this. I, we made money doing this, and you know, bartending. And how does it? What does it feel like, man? Isn't it great when you're getting tipped? Yeah. And people tell you you're great. Yeah. I mean, like when you're doing like a gig with 400 people. I mean, we've done gigs where there's like six bartenders. There's almost 900 people. Yeah. And you're getting crazy. You're getting mad love. Everything's flowing. Yeah. It really kind of like. It gashes your head a little bit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because well, you're walking around with money. It's a, yeah, it's a rush just to work the crowd and make sure everything's. We're almost like the the second DJ in the party. You know, the yeah, DJ is well important. Said, the DJ is in the party. The uh, head uh, chemist of the party. The, the head chemist. Liquid relations. <laughs> Liquid. Rock, well, hope on the rocks. I've been seeing on Twitter like crazy with bartenders. Hope on the rocks. Oh, <laughs> I never heard that one. Yeah, liquid liquid relation manager. That's yeah. us. But it's it's what keeps the party going. And for me, that's and you know what? And you, I, I've said this, and I, people look at me I'm crazy. When you're getting that type of love, I always say that bartending is like a cheap way of being famous, like a shortcut to fame, because it's a weird thing. Like but you're the rock star of the party. You really it. are. Like, yeah. and it's like when you're flowing. Yeah, when it's going it's good. like I mean, it's just like holy cow! It's just like yeah. everything is perfect. It's like something out of a movie. It's just like, hey, yeah. great! This guy's great. This, you know, like holy cow! And then you want. If you're working one of these uh, open, or let's say you're hosting a party at a, at an open bar type situation or something, you want you want the bartenders to be happy, which what makes us happy money. So <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I I never understood why at these open bar events 
the, whoever's running the party, just at the beginning of the party, come over and make us happy. You know, 20 bucks each. Boom. Okay, now we're 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 good. We're, yeah. we're, we're yeah. it's going to be a good party. Yeah. You know, what you don't want is tip rage. <laughs> because uh you want to come back to that? Yeah, we'll come. That's something that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> yeah. We'll say that for the next podcast <laughs> oh, okay. because we're going to go a whole segue on on tip rage. But I want to I don't want to take a wrong turn down negative valley. So let's focus <laughs> let's focus on this sir. But uh you know, flowing and vibing with the um with the crowd, I mean uh it takes experience, man, to to do that. And it took me a long time to get comfortable behind the bar because when I first started, I, I was, you know, I was green and I, you know, it was really tough and the bumps in the road, but it, it you need experience. And I think bartending school is great. If you have the money to do it, do it. But you got to understand something. Bartending school is not going to give you experience. Right. You, you got to go there and you have to experience it. You have to experience what it's like to work a crowd, where the keg kicks, where the sodas. I don't know how to change an air tank. <laughs> I'm a Bob Villano friend of mine with tools. I mean. What? Would you say you didn't know how? Yeah, the air tank. The air tank kick, the keg. Yeah. Ke- I mean, I could change a keg, but then yeah. there's no carbon. There's no CO2 tanks done. You got to do all this. Then then the you know the um, the soda tanks with the Pepsi, you know, yeah. you, you black is out. I, I reversed yeah, it. I and then I couldn't right. get the, you know, and people are screaming at you but you have to learn that yeah and yet that's and that's it goes back to what that girl told me in vegas thick skin because mm-hmm. it, it's it's it gets stressful in the yeah beginning. there's gonna be times when it doesn't go perfectly and you just gotta yeah. you gotta power through it and it's a bad feeling when you you know when you got guests waiting for you or that you know you know people are getting pissed because they're waiting a long time or whatever it is it's it's not a good feeling but you just gotta power through it you have to learn like that and that's the best way to learn and bar backing What's great about how we're talking about it is that you're going into an, an event and you're saying, hey, man, I don't know anything, but I took yeah. the time to study this right. and I'm eager to learn Yeah. versus when I went to bartending school, they told you to lie to get a job. That's how, <laughs> really? yeah, that's what they told me. They uh-huh. said, you know, go in there, lie. So I went to a nightclub uh-huh. and then, you know, a bartender gave me advice on other things just to, to, um, to actually get an interview. That's how I got the interview from a bartender's advice. But the bartending school is like, listen, just go in there and tell them that you work, make up places. Mm-hmm. I want, I listen for anyone, for the bartenders listening, imagine this. I'm right out of bartending school and I'm working by myself at a multi-level nightclub it was horrendous. I fucking was terrible. I remember like, this, I was like, this is not for me. But I look back and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because yeah. I, I really played in traffic, man. Uh-huh. And the owner saw that and he, I went up to the owner after the end of the night. I gave him the money back. I was like, listen, I can't take this. I'm sorry I wasted your time. He's like, you know what? You got balls. Yeah. And I got hired, but I, it took me a long time. I would say almost six, seven months of working different types of parties to, right. to get crowd control, to get right. calm. Confident, yeah, you know, because I had the yeah, drinks in my head, but like the different mm-hmm. how people want it differently and how mm-hmm. the vibing and you know, I mean, what about right. you? Yeah, it takes a while um, to get comfortable, and then even even when you move from one place to another, it takes a little while to get comfortable with yeah. with a new place, even when you are experienced. But uh, don't let that discourage you. Yeah. Go for it, right and then out. you can you talk about getting experience. You can practice stuff at home. Get yourself a bottle fill it with water or and get a pourer get a glass fill it with ice practice we'll, we'll talk another time about how to count count off the drinks but um practice pouring practice 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 it can't hurt to practice at home pour 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 yeah. and youtube it's amazing youtube you can learn anything and not even that like you said in the beginning <laughs> about you know go to a bartender if you're going for lunch yeah. throw him five bucks or her five bucks ask questions but you know 
you got to study, and we'll cover that again, but like we did in the first podcast, study those drinks, memorize that, but like the ins and outs, ask a bartender, like stuff that you want to know how to make, or even YouTube, like how to make an old fashioned, go on YouTube, watch it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Ask a bartender. And why don't we leave it there for today, and we'll uh, move on. You guys, oh, you want to talk about the soda gun? You you know, you take it away, because you were talking about this the other night, just give a uh, Cliff Notes version of the soda gun. Well, the soda gun, if you don't know, you got your, your sodas on there. There's a different button for each. It's kind of in code. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to just gotta ask somebody, you know, what yeah. is T? T is 7-Up for some reason. I don't know why. Q is tonic. <laughs> well, Q, yeah, for quinine. Yeah. quinine. Yes. Um, and P is Pepsi maybe. but Soda is club Coke. soda. So, so yeah. whatever it is. And then some of them have juice on them. Most of them don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you got your sour mix on there, so it's sour mix on ours is what M, uh, or? S, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. So many different, but yeah, it's usually, it's usually ask yellow. before you start. Whenever you start yeah, working the first, a gig, the first time I worked there, I, I hit <laughs> somebody asked for a sprite. I gave him like a cup full of sour mix. Yeah. <laughs> My first day working there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's one tip I'll give. I found out kind of weird, but I used to pick up the gun and push the button with this finger with my index finger. And I would get my, the next day, I would have these pains all the way up my arm. And uh, I was talking to somebody else about it. He's like, oh, yeah, you got to use your thumb. And I was like, yeah, you're right. This is killing me. So that's that's a weird little tip. But but it's it's important. It's like carpal tunnels. What happens? For some reason, that that reaching forward with your index finger kills you. All right. That was good, man. All right. So once again, ask a bartender. That's confidence. Cool. We'll see you next time. Remember, give us a tweet or an email. Um, we'll love to give you a shout out on the show. And uh, you can email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. Twitter is barkeeptips. You can reach me. This is uh, Vano. You can reach me at uh, Vance Vano at Twitter. And uh, you can reach me on email uh, bartender2222 at gmail.com. Peace.